The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Our guests today are Robin Aisha Alansong and her husband, John Utter. Robin is a multiple near-death survivor whose experiences opened her creativity and empathic knowing. When Robin was eight years old, an American man abducted her and took her to Zimbabwe. He eventually abandoned her there, but she was taken in and cared for by the people of a small tribal village where she had a near-death experience. Today, Robin is a visual artist, medicine singer, craniosacral therapist, and health intuitive. She has given many thousands of healing sessions and lives in the state of Washington. Her beautiful book, Art Inspired by My Death Experience, can be ordered from her website, robinlandsong.com. If you haven't already listened to parts one and two of Robin's story of abduction and her NDE, I suggest you check out our past shows um, at the past shows button at NDE Radio for the interviews of March 6th, 2017 and June 5th, 2017. Robin and John, welcome back to uh, NDE Radio. Thanks. Um, today we're going to try something completely different for NDE Radio, and that is to attempt to let Robin and John send their healing voices across the Internet and into the world to bring healing and comfort to all who listen. We're working from one mic here, so there are some technical limitations. Please bear with us while I turn the program over to Robin and John. Thank you, Lee. We're super glad to be here. So I'm going to talk a little bit about where the singing medicine comes from. And so for myself, when I was in the, had the experience of being with the people in the rural village in Zimbabwe, there's a very deep tradition of listening to the ancestors and the song that's in the land and that each person is born with a medicine song in them. And so what I do is that I do my best to listen to that medicine song that each person carries and to sing that back to them. And I'm also influenced by my own medicine song and also the song that's in the land. There's a, a signature in each place I go of what I'm already hearing from the land. And John, do you want to talk a little bit about where the singing medicine comes from for you? Yeah, sure. For me, what it is, it's, it's, it's a heart meditation. And I just, through my own heart, tap into the hearts of uh, others who may be listening and sing from that space. So we're going to sing for you today. And John and I really, when we first met and we got together, we started singing together. And it's what I call that our two voices become one river. So it's where two creeks come together. And so what we're really doing is we're surrendering, and it's not about us. It's about surrendering to being the hollow bone so the medicine song can come through. And so it's very much about getting out of the way to allow what's already there and medicine for everybody listening to come through us. So if you'd like to settle in, Get centered in wherever you're sitting or lying down and check in with your breath. And if you're breathing in or breathing out, many meditations have the breath as the focus because it's a steady rhythm in our body. You can also focus on 
you're able to put your hand on your heart and sense your heartbeat in your chest. And watching that breathing in and that breathing out cycle is often very calming for the nervous system and helps us bring focus and really drop in beyond our thoughts, beyond our identities, into our true essence, our true nature, our very center. And so that's what we're singing to, is John and I love to see the best in people, and we're always looking to bring people's uh, strengths and purpose and potential to their own awareness so that they can live from that place. Is there anything else you want to add to that, John? Mm, thanks. Um <clears throat> Not at this time. I think I'm ready to start singing with you. And so just again, check in with your body and see if you, as we're singing, you notice any warmth or sometimes people feel tingling. For people who are more visionary oriented, they might see an image or a color. And so if you, if you choose to, you could close your eyes and just settle in and let yourself be sung to. <clears throat> My own, my own,
through my experiences in Africa and part of my near-death experience is the moment I could have continued forward into going into the great heart, that it was my the woman who had adopted me as her own, my I call her my African mother, my mom yet son. And it was her singing to me that I heard on the other side when I had crossed through the veil. And she had called on the ancestors to call me back. And it was her touching me with her medicine song that helped me remember that I was also a medicine singer, part of the choir of all the people on this planet that are medicine singers and sing the songs of birth and death and ceremony. And it was that desire to be part of that choir again, to join in my voice with the others and make my contribution that turned me around in my near-death experience and brought me back. And so when I began to let this open up again in my in my 30s, I wasn't as I wasn't very confident about it. And because when I'm standing on the land here in North America, it tends to sound more Native American. And as best as I know, um, I don't have any uh, Native blood. That I was unconfident about, you know, is that okay? Is it um, doing any harm to any particular culture for me to make these sounds? And so I was invited to a native dance that's um, welcoming to all races and all um, tr- traditions, and it was led by many different elders of Lakota and Shoshone and Iroquois. And they really invited me to open up the singing medicine. And it was during that ceremony that I came to understand it's, it's I have a relationship with the song that I hear in the land and the song that I hear in people. And they really got across to me that I was... You know, from their perspective, I was doing no harm and that they invited me to do it more. And in the closing ceremony of the dance, they invited me to lead, which was really a surprise to me since it was my first time doing the dance. And I decided just to sing a song to each person as I gave them a ladle of water. And other women came behind me and gave some buffalo meat and some other, some berries. And... And it was a dance of about 150 people, and so I sang it to everybody around the circle. And and it really transformed my confidence to be able to go forward and sing this because everybody really got across to me that it was incredibly meaningful and helpful to them. And one Hopi woman came up and told me afterwards that it sounded like the early Hopi. And again, my sense is that it's the song that's in the land and that the vision I had was that humans arrived to the land and listened to the song that was already there and developed their language based on how they heard that language. And so if I am doing my best to tap back into that original source, then that's where what I'm doing comes from. And so it's of no particular tradition. And I had a great experience where I went to a um, a meditation workshop and the teacher asked me to get up and sing and it was again I was just developing my confidence it was about 150 people and when I'm with a group that's really open hearted then the singing comes through me in a very powerful way because I'm listening to the open hearts of the people I'm singing to and so the singing came through so strong I was shaking my whole body was shaking it was just again I'm surrendering and being the hollow bone And afterwards, one by one, each person came up and asked me what tradition it was from. And my ego wanted to be able to name a particular tradition or a teacher who had kind of given me their seal of approval. 
and I had to just kind of, you know, come through and say, well, it's what I hear in the land. And each person would say, oh, I just got chills from hearing you say that. And I, you know, I honor and believe you. And it was kind of a great joke from the universe to help break open my confidence because about 15 people came up and asked and, and, and everybody just really honored that, yes, it's my relationship from what I hear. And as best I know, it's been helpful, helpful to people and healing to people and, and especially if I can really tap in and sing their medicine song or song they've had in a dream, then people say, I've already heard that song or already heard that sound. And that's just my greatest honor and privilege to be able to mirror that back for them. You had also mentioned at one point that there was a woman with dark glasses who came up. <laughs> Tell us about that. So at that particular dance, um, it was uh, three days of dancing at night. And so I had, the first night, I had um, fallen into vision and the song had come through me. And one of the Iroquois elders had bent down his ear and really listened to the song that I was singing. And so the next day, one of the women who had been a part of this dance for many, many years, she came over to me and she said, I was sitting on the ground and she was standing above me. And her particular medicine is that, um, and I'm using that term as a, as the native tradition of medicine is about healing, and it comes through people in different ways. So her particular medicine came through her eyes, meaning she could look deeply into people and it would create healing. And normally she wore sunglasses because otherwise it was so potent for people it would, um, she had to be careful how she used her medicine. So she came over to me in a very casual way, said, the elders of this dance had asked me to open the singing in you. And she took off her sunglasses, looked me in the eye, and I felt like I was being destroyed and created over and over again for the entire 10 seconds she was looking deeply into my very core. And it obliterated, totally annihilated any final excuse I had or story I was telling myself about why not to do my singing medicine. And so at the, after about 10 seconds, she puts her sunglasses back on, and very casually she says, see you at the dance tonight. And that night, the idea in this dance is that we're getting a collective vision as a group and that each person is getting a different angle on this collective vision. And so one person at the end of, the, um, at the end of that particular song expressed that he felt there was a tribe of people who had been gone extinct and their songs were lost and he was grieving that their songs were lost and it came through me I said I have those songs that are lost and the singing came through me so strong people literally had to hold me up my whole body was shaking and so that broke me open again to go beyond any excuse I had on myself not to offer this singing medicine Wow. Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. Um, but um, if you folks out there would like to listen to this show again, I certainly am, <laughs> uh, just go to um, our website at nderadio.org. And um, for more information about the work of IANDS, check out that website, iands.org. Um, and tune in again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. 
This is Lee Whitting saying thank you, Robin and John, and uh, thank you listeners for listening.